All right, welcome to the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. But today, Joe is AWOL, so I'm with... Dustin White. Welcome back, Dustin. I'm glad you could come in on this day. I'm glad to come in, too. I'm always uh, happy to come in here and join you guys. And yeah, you got to love talking sports. You can't go wrong <laughs> talking sports. Joe, Joe might even be gone next week, so I might have uh, Ramin and uh, Rob come in. We're going to talk see. about all Eastern sports next I see. week. So that's kind of the game plan. But today... We're going to talk a lot about what's on Dustin White's mind in the world of sports, and I'll just let you kick it off. We'll go from there. Well, sure. Um, yeah, you, I went ahead and looked into a couple of topics, and some, as usual, kind of fell into our lap this week. I think probably the big news in terms of uh, sports on television would be that uh, Jamie Horowitz at uh, Fox Sports, uh, they gave him the old heave-ho on Monday. Uh, he's apparently embroiled in some sexual harassment uh accusations at least and they decided he just wasn't worth the trouble and you know about two years since they brought him on to to be their savior to be their guy to make them competitive with ESPN they're uh he's he's gone and they're kind of uh kind of in no man's land right now yeah you know I think it was a one of those things with Jamie is that I don't really know that he was really doing the job well enough but he had had the he had the background and the experience to really maybe build that product at Fox Sports but you know, part of it is ESPN is so ingrained with us, and whether you like him or hate him, and some days we it's a little bit of both, <laughs> is that it really is hard to say, ah, why would I, I want to watch Fox Sports for my sports news when I'm just so used to going to ESPN? Well, and they tried, they tried to do, they tried to bring on some talent that would, you know, theoretically yeah. make them competitive. In fact, they poached some of the big talent from from ESPN. You know, your Skip Bayless, your Colin Coward. Uh, you know, Jason Whitlock is a guy that you know, if nothing else, gets uh, gets people's attention quite a bit, yeah. and so so they they and they paid those guys big money. We're talking five, six, six and a half million dollars a year to come over, and the ratings haven't been there. So the ratings far. were horrible. They were behind game shows on the Game Show Network in terms of <laughs> number of viewers. So. Uh, it's one of those things I, you know, I think it was probably time for him to go either way. And with these alleged uh, sexual misconduct allegations, uh, it's probably a clean break. And we'll just see what Fox Sports uh, One does next. The the problem for them is that I mean, as little as a week ago, they made some pretty major changes there. You know, at at uh, Horowitz's behest. I mean, they just got rid of their entire online writing and editing staff. They had made the decision that we are going to live and die with what's on our on our networks and. Now the guy who was in charge of putting the content on the networks is gone. Now they they say that they're you know they're going to continue on the same editorial course that they've been on. They're going to they're going to continue to embrace debate the way that ESPN has chosen to do with some of its most prime spots. So and we'll see how it goes. It hasn't gone well so far, so they're going to have to tweak something at some point. Uh, exactly. Well said, and we'll see what happens there. Next subject from uh, Mr. Dustin White. Well, then we get into we get into baseball and, you know, kind of jumping into ESPN, and there's a couple of couple of things happening. The one I was shocked about, I mean, go ahead, I'll, I won't steal your thunder there, but I really like this announcer. Uh, Dan Schulman, yeah, he's decided that uh, after this year, which is his seventh year on the job, at least – uh, with Sunday Night Baseball, he is going to leave their premier baseball broadcast and kind of step back a little bit. He says he's uh, he's getting married uh, within the year, and he just wants to have a little bit more family time. Uh, he he lives in Toronto, and he'd like to he'd like to spend a little bit more time at home. So uh, he somebody else is going to be doing the play-by-play for Sunday Night Baseball next year, and that's a big deal because 
only two people have ever done play-by-play on Sunday Night Baseball. John Miller did it for, for 20 years, and now Dan Schulman's been there since 2011. But uh, they're going to have to uh, they're going to have to go a different route next year. What's your guess? Let's play the guessing game right now. Well, you know, based on just what I've read and and, and the network's history is that they will they'll fill that internally, and they've got options. You know, I mean, uh, Carl Ravitch is doing their Monday night games. Uh, so is Dave Fleming. Uh, Carl Ravitch, which we're going to get to in a minute, but uh, you know he's doing the he's going to do the home run derby yeah. next week too. So he seems like he seems like you know maybe the the front runner. I mean Sean McDonough's there. My a guy that I have always liked, and maybe my own personal biases kind of cloud this a little bit. But John Shambi works for for ESPN yeah. too. You know he um, he uh, he was with uh, Fox. Yeah, he was well. It was Sports South at that point, yeah, but he did Braves games for a couple of years, uh, and he did Marlins games before that. And now he does college basketball and baseball for ESPN. Um, got a great voice. He's got a great voice. Yeah, I think he's a fun. He's a fun guy. He, I know that he looks at the game in a way that I enjoy. Also, he's got a little bit more of the more modern analytical approach, you know, which. I'm not saying any of these other guys don't. I'm just saying that, that you know he's he's a guy I enjoy. Well, and, and that's the way baseball is going, whether you like it or not. Analytics are part of the game, and they're gonna, at least for the foreseeable future, are gonna stay part of the game for sure. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't need my announcers to necessarily live and die by advanced <laughs> metrics. I mean, that's the that's the kind of stuff I enjoy reading, and I know there is not a front office left in baseball that is not at least putting that stuff in play when they're making decisions some more than others so I think it's important I don't necessarily need my broadcasters to talk about it all the time but I would like for them to at least be accepting of it and be able to speak intelligently about it you know I I'm a Braves fan I watch a lot of Braves games and I will tell you that their television crew doesn't like that stuff and they're openly dismissive of it and you know I I, I have a soft spot in my heart for Chip and Joe because yep. it's, it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like family almost. You accept them despite their faults, <laughs> but uh, but you know they their their attitude toward the modern way of looking at the game is just it's it's dismissive and and I hate that. Radio guys are a little bit better, but I I just hope that uh, hope that ESPN you know has a has a good guy in in, in mind that. Um, I think you probably thinking. nailed the list pretty well there. I would guess. Now Carl Ravitch going to do the home run derby. Be the first one without Chris Berman. Now the home run derby has been one of those things that really attracts the younger audience. Uh, some of the older audience and the baseball you know lifers kind of get tired of it and it lasts too long. They've tried to adjust it every year. Uh, not one of my favorite sporting events. I'll be honest with you, the home run derby. But at least it's got some ex- a little bit of a, a controversy going. You bring in new new hosts with Carl Ravitch, but Logan Morrison of the Devil or the Rays yes. has basically said I. Belong over the Yankee catcher, and most people were blasting him yesterday. Go well, well, you're you're not a Yankees catcher. I I see both sides of this. I get why he thinks that Gary Sanchez doesn't belong based just on the numbers this year. Now Gary Sanchez missed a couple dozen games. Yeah. It's not he hasn't played a full season, and I mean honestly, you ask you ask a, the average baseball fan if they'd rather see. Gary Sanchez or Logan Morrison in the home run derby, they're going to say Gary Sanchez. You know, it's an it's an entertainment product. It's, I mean, yeah. if the All Star Game and the home run derby were all just based purely on merit, they would look a lot different, wouldn't they? 
Yeah, of course. Alex Wood would be starting probably 10-0. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, if you ask people who Logan Morrison was, I think they'd say, is he a boxer? Uh, what well, is it? and Logan Morrison has always kind of rankled people anyway. He used to, back when Twitter was kind of a new thing, he was one of the first players to really embrace it, and he'd get himself in trouble occasionally <laughs> by by being, you know, by being outspoken, which I actually appreciate. And I'm, you know, I... I, I don't begrudge him the right to, to say what he's got on his mind. Just in this case, I I, I kind of disagree. I think uh, you you said it exactly what I was going to say. He can say what he wants to say because he didn't say anything bad, and he may not even say anything wrong. It's just for the, the normal baseball fan would rather see a Yankee over sure a Ray. And that's unfortunate, but that's kind of the world we live in. Oh sure, and, and listen, Logan Morrison's having a fine season, and yeah. if he wins the the fifth uh, the final man vote, then then he'll get to be in the All Star game, which I think most players would agree is a a bigger honor and and you know that's usually a cash bonus <laughs> yeah, yeah uh and gary sanchez if you want to go back to when gary sanchez debuted last year which was the very beginning of august he's hit more home runs in that span of time than logan morrison has even when he's missed a few games he's a, mr stats just he, came through with one look he, at that. he's he's a very exciting player and it'll be fun to see him in the contest and for me personally It'll be fun to get a little change of pace from Chris Berman. I'm not going to sit here and blast like Chris Berman. Yeah. yeah, but he's he's not my favorite, and his his shtick kind yeah, of yeah. stopped uh, stopped getting uh, getting my attention quite some time yeah, ago. Yeah, it's much like Dick Vitale in the world. I, I him and Berman and Berman and Vitale remind me of the same person. They were great 25 years ago because it was the first time you got to see it. Yeah, hear kind of the nicknames and all the stuff, and now you're just like, Ugh. yeah. I mean, those guys are pioneers, you know, and ESPN would not be ESPN if it weren't for guys like that, and I could certainly acknowledge that. But uh, a little change of pace will be good. You know, uh, Carl Ravitch is going to be there. Jessica Mendoza is back for her second year. They're going to bring Mark Teixeira in. I've seen him do some studio stuff. Uh, He's a little straight. He needs needs some polish yet, but, you know, we'll see. And, of course, Buster only on the sideline. The thing about the Home Run Derby is that, like, uh, the... (laughs) They've made it to where who is broadcasting it isn't all that important. I mean, there's there's just constantly stuff going on, right? Yeah. Like they're bringing people up to, to talk all Interviews the time. Interviews. And, yeah. and the cameras are right on the field, which is kind of neat. Yeah. It takes you right down on onto the baseball. It's in Miami this year, so it should be nice and sunny and bright and all that fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, and Giancarlo Stanton going to try to win his second in a row, which only a couple of people, uh, Kim Griffey Jr. and uh, – and Johannes uh, Cespedes, those are the only guys who've ever won it back to back. So that adds a little intrigue to it, I suppose. They've really been they've been tweaking the rules pretty much every year for the last <laughs> three or four years, trying to find something more interesting. And and I think going head to head instead of uh, instead of uh, just a competition because people love brackets. And yeah, stuff like sure. That, yeah. Well, it just makes it a bit more of a adds a little bit more of a competitive edge to it, I suppose. I agree. I mean, it's one of those things. I always have it on, but I. I'm, I'm not going to be paying rapt attention Yeah, you to have it on, stuff. you're on Twitter, you're reading a book, doing whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. there you go. I do want to thank some of the people from last week's show, and i got a bone to pick with you at with this next subject. Is. <laughs> we had a great response to last week's show about you know favorite sports movies. We still are getting responses on, our, uh, on my Facebook page and stuff like that. But you were one of the ones who commented about how Field of Dreams is not a baseball it's movie. It's not a baseball movie. Now, you have to explain. It is a. It's a. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm saying it's a movie about a guy who lost his father and has been trying to fill that void in his life. It's by I'm, building a baseball field. Yeah. How much baseball is played in the movie, Jeff? 
Well, there's probably, I don't know, eight or nine scenes when they're out there playing. Mm, and, and I don't know. To me, and, I mean, I'm... And even I'm, when they're going to find everybody they're I'm, talking about. I'm partial... To, to your 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 bull Durham's your eight men out your your yeah what's uh the uh you know once where there's a just bull Durham's a, more of a love story yeah but there's a lot of baseball action in that movie and, so and a league what of their you're own, saying I, is a league of their own is also one of my favorite and there's a ton of baseball action so because there's movie. not baseball action you say it's not a baseball movie I that's, that's your opinion right well that's my opinion okay that's good I just wanted I was trying to get your point of view without it's, yelling and screaming we don't want to be like you know Skip and all the other guys you know that yeah yell and I mean scream. I don't want to go I don't want to get too steep no I still think you're wrong but I still love you well, too so yeah, it's all okay. good right well. You know, I, I understand, and a lot of people disagree with me, and maybe I maybe I enjoy, you know, the the getting getting under people's skin with that opinion. That's, that's, that's all right. That's where I'm at. At least you said it was a good movie, so I'll leave you with no, that. No, it's yeah, yeah, it's a good movie for so, sure. So we, but in all seriousness, we appreciate all the people who who keep kept commenting on it after the show was over, even into the weekend at Fourth of July, I kept getting updates and saying this movie, that movie. So I heard from friends yeah. from all over the country, so it was really awesome. Yeah, you gotta we'll have to. You know, come up with some more ideas for subjects where people can kind of. Yeah. Uh, well, the only one I can think of today, and it's not really one we could really hone on, is: is there a favorite baseball? And I'm sorry, baseball. Is there a favorite sports song that you know I, that, that says that you think when you think of sports? Now, obviously, John Fogerty's "Center Field" mm-hmm. is probably the greatest baseball song, maybe the greatest sports song. Is there other ones out there that you think are great sports songs? Well, I mean, I guess that kind of depends on like what you're again. We'll get into we can get into like the definition of yeah, a sports. That's song, what I was right? trying to. That's what I was going to do. Because like you you uh, you go get that old Jock Jam CD and how those many are of those? more yeah those are the ones that are played at a sports stadium. But they're not necessarily they're about, about sports. Yeah, so I want to know ones that are about sports. John Fogerty Center Field comes to mind. There's a little bit of uh, the Bruce Springsteen song that you know. Oh, yeah. uh, you know I'm talking about having a brain yeah, lock. Glory days. Glory days is a little bit about baseball because it talks about him going back in baseball. Yeah, so what are, is there? I, yeah, I don't know off the top of my head. You know, that's it's putting me on the spot a little go bit. Go Cubs Go is a baseball song. Well, that's that, a baseball song that can probably go away at this <laughs> point, right? Like, But, you know, it's one of those ones, if you hear it, it's in your head, whether you sure. hate the Cubs or love the I Cubs. I guess maybe if you're a Cubs fan, it's a little different, which yeah. I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not a Cubs hater either. I I thought it was kind of a, a, a fun thing they did back in the day when, <laughs> when they, you know, some of those days where they were rebuilding and they weren't very good, and you need to give your fans a little something to uh, – Yep. You know, to look forward to, to, to make it fun to go out to the ballpark. But, you know, now they're kind of a bona fide contender, even though this season hasn't necessarily borne that out. And, uh, and uh, you know, it seems a little silly then. I don't know. But there that's just my opinion. There you go. So if anybody else has any more favorite sports song, post them on there and we'll talk about it. Those are the ones I could think of off the top of my head. Another question I wanted to ask you about was a lot of people are talking about the NBA and ooh, the Warriors-Cavs. Are we going to see the Warriors-Cavs for the next two, three, four, five years in the finals? Or well, do you think okay, somebody so, will break in? So what's it been? It's been three years in a row. Three years in a row. Right? First time ever. Um, I mean, what am I seeing that makes and, – and I'm going to preface this by saying that of all the professional sports leagues, the NBA is probably the one I'm the least in tune with. But I, f- I follow it enough to know that I haven't seen anything that makes me think it's going to change, right? I mean, the, the Warriors have, have put together a team that just – I'm not going to bet against it. And meanwhile, you've got the Cavs with probably individually, I mean, if if not the best player, if if, if the best player in the game, if not the best player who's ever played the game, that's a whole other can of worms that we won't get into. Yeah, I don't want to be that guy. But there's there's certainly an argument to be made. 
for LeBron James, and so so why would I bet against it at this point? Yeah, I you know I I hope it doesn't happen because I'm not a Cavs or Warriors fan. I'm a kind of a moderate NBA fan. I, I'm obviously a Pacers fan, which obviously I'm you know we're, we're done now for a while. Uh, <laughs> but I don't want to see the same. If even if it was the Pacers and somebody else. To see the same teams every year does eliminate a lot of people from being, you know, they're going to get tired of it quick. I, I would tend to agree with you on that one, especially as a casual fan. Um, but, but it is fun basketball with the way the Warriors play. And, and, I, and every time that gets brought up, I see the, the counter-argument made that some of the some of the eras of basketball that are considered glory years for the NBA featured, you know, Dynasties, you know. Oh, yeah, the eighties were Sixers, Celtics, Lakers. Yeah, uh, and you know, I mean the 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 Bulls, you know, in the in the nineties. I mean, you pretty much is a foregone conclusion, right? Except for the couple of years when the Rockets were were winning it, and and Michael was playing baseball. Yeah, yeah, he was playing baseball. Now I am as big an Akeem Olajuwon fan as you will probably meet. I was obsessed with the guy when when the Rockets were a very good team. Uh, so I, I like to try and convince myself that it wasn't just because Michael Jordan was gone playing baseball. Oh, those were good Rocket teams when you think about who but, they had on that roster. Let's, let's be honest. I don't think it's a complete coincidence either. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I think there is a certain level of intrigue. Some people certainly enjoy uh, a dynasty. They enjoy seeing, you know, seeing the whole lead up to a, the finals rematch. So I, I guess it just kind of depends on uh Kind of depends on what you what you personally prefer. There you go. The other thing I wanted to ask you was sports host. Who's your all-time favorite sports host? It doesn't matter if it's baseball, basketball, football, uh, pregame, postgame. Just who do you like who announces and is just a great sports host? Television. So so you're talking, are you, I mean, are we necessarily talking not, like? Like uh, Bob Costas, uh, Dan Patrick, uh, somebody who's not really going to do the play-by-play, uh, but maybe is a host of a, well, even the, uh, the Olympics. I mean, I enjoy Dan Patrick because I like – the dry hammer. Yep. I mean, he's he's always been a favorite of mine. I don't listen to his uh, his radio show frequently. I I will admit that, but but he he's a guy that that I enjoy quite a bit. Oh, man, it's all right. It could be I, I, he would be one of my top. Him or Costas. You know, when Pe- you think. people like, like these days, people rag on Bob Costas a lot. But man, the guy is about as professional as it gets. I think, you know, he, he is occasionally during the Sunday night broadcasts, the Sunday night football broadcasts, you know, he'll editorialize a little bit, and I think he said some things. But he's earned the right to do that. Right, yeah. They, they, they get under people's skin and because they disagree with them and they can't get past that. But, man, when you when you cut right down to it, I mean, the guy is, he is the, the picture of a professional broadcaster, and he's been in the game for so long but is still sharp. Still, you know, still knows his stuff about a broad range of subjects, right? Like he's not just a baseball guy. He's not just a football. No, Olympics, guy. Can, baseball, football. Can, yeah, everything. he can speak intelligently about pretty much anything sports related, and I really have to respect yeah. that. Brian Gilmore would be up there as well, too. Yeah, he's. I, to me, he he's not always the most interesting guy. He's a little bit vanilla, but uh, you know, again. Profe- very, very yeah, he's he's one of the old school professional types for sure. Now, what about play by play? It could be radio or TV, any sport. Who's you, who do you you know? And it could be somebody that's passed away. Even who's you, who's that one guy that well, you think? Well, gosh, I mean, you know, Skip Curry was always a guy I enjoyed listening to. Uh, you know, you talk about dry sense of humor. <laughs> you know, uh, the the things he would say. The jokes he would crack that. Sometimes you didn't get him till later. Yeah. Like his favorite inning was the. 
top of the fifth because <laughs> he loved the top of the fifth. <laughs> I, one thing I'll always remember is that uh, he, I can't remember the was it Lexus or something like that. I can't remember the the the, the maker of car it was, but they were sponsoring an inning, right? Yeah. And, and he said this this inning brought to you by I'm going to say Lexus and the the Lexus seventh inning. You know, they call it the Lexus seventh inning because well. That's I, I can't even see now. I can't even. It was one of most of you are going to go home by now. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite things that he did, and now now Chip tries to do it too a little bit, is when somebody when somebody hits a ball a foul ball into the stands, he'll he'll make up the name of the town that that fan oh, is yeah, from. Yeah. You know, uh, you know. Uh, and they got that from Harry. Harry yeah. started that passing down. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. See, realize I'm older that. than you, so there you okay. go. Okay. Yeah. You know, like. And a fan from from Buckhead caught that uh, foul ball there. You know, Skip uh, Skip tries to your Chip tries to do it now. Yeah, too. I think it must be a thing they just kind of handed down from the carry to carry to carry, which is kind of neat when you think about it. Because yeah. three generations. I mean, Vince Scully was obviously a guy that I enjoyed listening to because he was a virtuoso, and you just don't really have that anymore. No, John Miller's the only one left. Yeah, um, I'll I tell think you, if if. I watch mostly baseball games. I mean, I'll watch more b- different baseball broadcasts than anything. San Francisco Giants games, uh, Kruko and Kuiper, uh, those yep. guys are excellent. I really enjoy listening to a Giants game. In fact, sometimes when the Giants and Braves are playing, I will, on my MLB TV, I will go with the Giants broadcast. Ah, interesting. So, any other topics you have as we're running uh, down to the last couple minutes here on the Sports Media Show? Appreciate Dustin coming in. Well, you know, uh, we, we talked a little bit about the trade deadline for baseball coming right. up, and, and trade deadlines always tend to, to turn into a media frenzy, and social media has really changed the way you look at that. I mean, I could talk for hours and hours about how interesting it is to, to sit and watch how the, the landscape changes, especially on the day of. Yeah. All the different stories that break out, all the false rumors that come out. So that's something I'll be interested in watching, you know, once the All-Star game is over for baseball, which is next week, when yep. that uh, hot stove ramps Yeah, up it's fun because you can you can have on ESPN or Major League Network, you'll have your phone on Twitter, and you're just kind of going back and forth trying to re- go to your sources and see what's going to happen. Mostly if, you got, if your team's in contention and you know you're trying to land a player. And, you know, we're both Braves fans, so this year we're kind of in that weird mode where we're not really sellers, but I don't think we're going to be buyers either, but at least we're not playing horrible. Yeah, the last uh, Dave O'Brien column I read, he kind of said they, they might do a little bit of both, you know. They might try to move this veteran player or that, but they're not going to completely sell out either because this this team is, uh, you know, at least on paper in contention. So. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of 91, not near as much fun because, I mean, because that was great, and I just don't think you're going to catch the Nationals, but, you know, we're both Braves fans here in Central Illinois, so nobody cares about this part of the program. <laughs> the Cardinals are, I guess, the rumor I heard last night, the Cardinals were thinking about uh, maybe going after Josh Donaldson? Well, yeah, you know what I heard was that they were interested in Josh Donaldson. But who is like, Yeah, I was going to say, okay, I mean, Josh Donaldson's probably, the, <laughs> I mean, he's one of the best third basemen in baseball, so, you know, I, you ask every GM in the league if they're interested in Josh That's Donaldson. like saying us 20 years ago, yeah, we're interested in Pamela Anderson. Yeah, well, we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in somebody handing me a million dollars. It doesn't mean that somebody's going to do it. But, uh, you know, that, but that's the thing. Rumors like that are going to, that's where they're going to start up. Somebody's going to ask, you know, they're going to they're gonna ask a John Mosellock, hey, you know, what do you think about Josh Donaldson? And he's going to say, well, yeah, sure, I like Josh Donaldson. And that's going to turn into, oh, well, the, the Cardinals are interested in Josh Donaldson. And even if they don't, if he doesn't answer it, with no, that means he's interested. So the writers <laughs> you know, can spin it any way they want, and then fans get on it, and then Twitter explodes, and everything goes haywire. And, so. and I think that's a lot of fun. You know, I, I, 
it can be maddening also because it kind of tends to breed misinformation, which, you know, in the political landscape is a big problem. But for some reason in sports where there's not nearly as so much at stake, I think it's, uh, it's kind of interesting yeah, it's and fun. fun to watch. And we're definitely not going to talk politics. We are so tired of politics. So we're, and Joe's not here. Joe likes to venture into him, but since he's on vacation, I think he just posted a picture while ago. He's at a restaurant out east, you know, having a beer and a, a glass of, or a cup of clam chowda, as he said. So we miss Joe, but he'll be back in a couple of weeks. So there you well, go. Well, that's fun for him. Any but, final uh, topics here, Justin? Uh, you yours? know, I, I think I'm... I think I'm good. You know, I've got everything covered that I came in here. All right. Appreciate you uh, coming in. We'll definitely have you back in a few weeks, and we'll talk more sports with uh, Dustin White. Appreciate you coming in, buddy. No problem. Hey, guys, uh, go on, uh, find find this uh, podcast on iTunes and leave a review, too. Uh, it's something I've been meaning to tell you guys. Okay. That, you know, the only way uh, the only way that it'll start showing up on like uh, any top listings is if it gets a lot of uh, gets a lot of feedback. So if you're if you're subscribed to this thing on iTunes, uh, you know, leave uh, leave some positive feedback and uh, it might get noticed. And also, if uh, you know, if you haven't subscribed on iTunes yet, you should. And tell your friends and neighbors. I'm Jeff. I'm Dustin. Everybody have a great day. Thanks.